This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. The Big Interview with Offscript. Now, Raj, this is one that you had found because this person has become an internet sensation. An internet sensation and an obsession of mine. Um, I actually have to say thanks to one of our listeners, Kev, for suggesting this uh, on the text a while back, actually, maybe a couple of months ago, he said, "Check this guy out on YouTube. Think he'd be a good guy for the show. Good, uh, a good, oh, a good okay. interview." Um, and he was absolutely right. Uh, his name is Martin Doulard, and he is a YouTube sensation, which can have some negative connotations. But in in the sense of of why this guy's become a YouTube sensation, um, it's quite beautiful. And uh, we we as a team, I think we would maybe except Chris, all get behind it. Um, Because he has got this channel on YouTube where he documents his journey in becoming self-sufficient and living in the Italian Alps. When you say self-sufficient living in the Italian Alps, is he so is he solo, completely he, alone? Is he in a remote environment? He is homesteading solo. He is... Um, in a remote, yeah, he's he's up the Alps. He's not a million miles away from the nearest town, but um, so that you know, it, it's possible for him to support himself in that way if he needs stuff. But he's certainly made it a homestead. Okay, he could live off the land if he needed to, which right. we'll get into. We'll talk to about all of that. Now, Rob and I always talk about how we dream about escaping from modern life and going out into some. Yeah, well, for Rob, it's always a shed in Alaska. A shed in Alaska. I don't know yeah. what my equivalent is. Mine would be an island somewhere. Oh, nice. Yeah. Or, or a, a beach shack somewhere. But for all the times that you say that, there's a back of the mind part of you that knows you don't really want that in the long term. Yeah, that you'd enjoy it for like maybe a week. No, absolutely. And I think Martin is testament to. How many of us talk, think about it, but talk ourselves out of it? Right. He's one that's just gone and done it. And that's kind of his motto. Have you ever dreamed of it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where's, your, where's your spot? I'd love to, honestly, I'd love to do the Highlands of Scotland. I'd Ooh. love to do a beach on Sri Lanka. I'd love to do it all. You okay. know, you name it and I'll go there. It, as long as it's not too cold. The problem might be in the Highlands might be the cold. Right. So, yeah, probably the beach shack in, in uh, Sri Lanka would be the one for me. But, yeah, when you talk about homesteading, steading, that's exactly what he's doing. He's reconnecting with the outdoors whilst becoming self-sufficient in his own existence. Um, when when we spoke, he was in his Suzuki Jimny. He still has his okay. car, um, which he jumped into to escape the first snowfall of the winter season. So this was like the middle of November that we spoke, but that's mountain life for you. He's definitely going into a winter, and he's, it, it'll be only his second winter that he's um, experiencing there. Um, to go back a little bit further, he's a filmmaker from Amsterdam. Um, he's a travel writer. And he's kind of, up until this point, he's had two projects of note. The first was a trip in 2019 where he cycled and camped solo from Vancouver to Patagonia and kind of documented that West Coast Trail of the Americas. That was called Two Years on a Bike. It took, mm. took a while. Prior to that, he'd spent 2016 and 2017 cycling from Amsterdam to Singapore, where he did the same thing, kind of camped, stopped where he could, a ditch on the roadside, a nice mountain view, that type of thing. Um, and that was his first book, which was aptly called One Year on a Bike. <laughs> you always got to up the ante, right? Indeed. And then eventually do something. But I feel like these types of people who take on these challenges... Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a, ty- it's a type of person. 100%. They gamify everything, right? Yes, and he is one of those people. He sets himself a challenge and he will not stop until he has, um, you know, matched that challenge. Um, during those challenges, during those travels, he picked up a new obsession and he decided that he wanted to find a way that he could pursue that obsession. Most of the time camping in the most 
beautiful places in nature, right? I was always aiming to find the best camp spot. So I've been I've been kind of used to living or camping in these wild but extremely beautiful places. So I can I think coming from there, you know, zipping open your tent in the morning and having this feeling like, okay, wow, it's so beautiful here. How would it be to to live in a place like that? So I think that's where I was coming from. After all the traveling, I wanted to settle uh, somewhere. And I've been always living in the cities. I was kind of like enjoying that in my 20s, but I was getting done with that. So that's what draw me, draw me to the mountains. Um, and that's like these stone cabins, they're everywhere here. Like before the Industrial Revolution, which is in many stages, like I feel the last time was in the, 60s, in the 70s that the farmers all migrated to the cities because there were better with more money there and better work. So nobody lives here anymore, right? But those cabins, because they're built so heavily and so strongly, they're all here and they're all abandoned. I mean, they're owned by families and they're inherited. So, but nobody uses them anymore and some turn into ruins. So the beauty of that and those houses here, I thought like I can work remotely and more and more people can do that, you know, because, uh, yeah, we work for, with or from our computers i thought i could perfectly combine it you know renovating a cabin live here for a bit and do work online should work for me and it, and it does work a it bunch made it work yeah indeed a bunch of abandoned cabins though sounds yeah. a bit ghost towny to me well they are a bit ghost towny um one of his videos he goes through some of the options that he looked at he takes you to these places and yeah you would if you if you believed in ghosts you'd you'd steer right. clear of them and he actually bought one of the cabins. He bought one, yeah. He was locked down in Barcelona during COVID um, and he started researching them and he found a few in the Italian Alps that he would then go and visit and he ended up buying one. The property that he picked up was €27,000, which is next to nothing really for what he's got. I mean, that couldn't buy you anything in, in a city no. these days, right. you know. He has two old stone cattle farmers' homesteads set within 2.3 hectares of land in the Italian Alps. Oh, wow. Incredible. With views, 360 views of the Italian Alps. Absolutely stunning. Um, It is remote, as we mentioned, but not entirely cut off. He's 30 minutes from the nearest town and he's been able to upgrade and modernise this this homestead. You know, it's big, heavy, heavy stones. These buildings aren't going anywhere, but it's very hard to do anything with them. The roof tiles, for instance, are slabs of 200 kilo rock. You know, there's not a lot you can do without some machinery. So he's had to modernise that and he's in the process of doing the... uh, the roof as we speak um, he's, he's upgraded the water supply that was already there but it was quite un- archaic and he's got he's made his own electricity supply with solar panels that powers all his current needs so he's slowly modernising it but it's all challenging um, and a running theme of these videos is nature and how nature gives you an awful lot but then takes away but that's something that he embraces it's nature is sometimes relentless or merciless um, in terms of unpredictability cold wind and then just the other moment it can just turn right mm. and then it goes the other way and then it's just the beauty the sounds the quiet you know an unexpected sun coming through the clouds i mean that's that's the beauty of it and i think that's um um what draws me into it as well you know i mean 
the way we're living now, we, we've made our lives so incredibly comfortable, right? We, we get into our apartment, we put the temperature on, on 21 and a half degrees, and it's going to be steady like that. It's just, we can just make it perfect, everything. And, but, so we're in control, but that control becomes boring at some point as well, right? It's like life needs to be a bit unpredictable and adventurous. And I think living in nature, we're so up close with nature, you know, I've got a kitchen outside, but like most of it is outside. I'm working all day outside. It's just, it's just very beautiful and inspiring. But yeah, you have to, uh, you shield yourself up a little bit. You need to prepare for some, um, some rough weather, some rough times at the, sometimes, you know. Rough weather, wolves on his property, Ooh, storms wolves. throwing his solar panels upside down so he had no power for a few right. days. You know, you really have to be prepared for it all. Um, and he's documented it all. It's all on YouTube. And he has amassed, in just a year, half a million followers on YouTube. That's how much this is speaking to people. I really yes. like what he was saying there, actually. I think about this a lot, about how being overly comfortable and having too much really is kind of does away with the idea of expressing creativity and stimulation and kind of the things that we need to feel mentally alert and alive. Yeah, because there's no highs and there's no lows, so your brain's not challenged. Yeah. If we just stay in that 21 degree, what did you say, 21.5 degrees <laughs> bubble, then, yeah, we, we're going to struggle creatively. Let me tell you what, I'm always challenged when we come into this office because <laughs> it's, it's never freezing. 21 degrees. <laughs> it could be 18 degrees, it could be 24. Let me tell you what, it's never a comfortable 21, so I'll take that challenge, ARN. The Offscript Podcast. We've been talking about all things living self-sufficiently, reconnecting with nature. We're catching up with a YouTube sensation, Martin Doulard. Yes. And uh, Martin Doulard in 2021, just October of 2021, set out to renovate and rehabilitate uh, an old stone cabin, two old stone cabins in 2.3 hectares of the Italian Alps, which he bought for a measly 23,000 euros. Um, and it quickly became his full-time home and his full-time job um, and basically from the videos that you that he's posted on YouTube you can really see how the views of nature won him over that's the beauty of the simplicity here and the, and the minimalist lifestyle but also the minimalist building you know they build these houses from the stones that were lying on the ground here and, and they made the beams from the trees, the chestnut trees that grow around here. And that simplicity is beauty, beautiful because you have to be creative with, with what you have. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you see the houses that are built now, you know, the, the, so many materials and all the materials and the parts come from all over the world. Like, the choices are endless. So I think, yeah, there's a beauty of the, the simplicity of nature, which I, I really fell for here. Both for making videos, but and both just for being here and living here. You know, you, um, you make a cup of coffee in the morning, and the first view is just—it's so beautiful, and it's different every day, right? Because you're in the mountains, weather's coming in and out, and the colors are changing in the season. So, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, the views were important to me. Okay, that's beautiful. You know, water and the mountains—it sounds great <laughs> for like a week, right? What yeah. do you do after that? I mean, I guess he's working remote, so it's not like he's not doing anything. Yeah, he was a graphic designer, so he, he was working remotely. Um, once he'd got his internet connection, he was able to do that. But at some point, you know, you want to be able to just order a burger. Uh. <laughs> you do. Let's be honest about it. We've all gotten too used to it. At some point, you want to be able to just call up a pickle and have it come to your house. I wonder if 
just being separated from it all and that not being an option if if you'd quickly decide actually no i like don't adjust. want to order a burger yeah mm. but, you know he bakes his own bread to, with disastrous consequences in some of the videos okay but he bakes his own bread you know it it's your priorities change the challenge for them hit for him then was how do i make good bread and that's you know that then yeah. becomes the the driving thing behind it all um when when you see the property on these videos it, it's really easy to understand the decision and like you said sonal that that's clearly seduced him but then maybe reality w would bite but there's these two small 100 year old cabins and these beautiful vistas um it gives it like a living painting feel there's a romanticism to the videos that he's posted and even the way that he talks about it that, that he was there um and the videos match that slow pace of life you can hear in his delivery he's really gotten into the mountain life he doesn't need that pickle burger yeah clearly so. he doesn't what would be the hardest thing for you to give up if you were to move into that lifestyle, um, I what would be the hardest thing to give up? I th I'm, I've not really thought about it. I'll come back to you on that. Mm. Okay, because um, a lot of the things, the 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 amenities, the conveniences, I think I'd get over that. I would. Do you know what I'd struggle with? Summertime, no AC. Now, yes. having lived here, that's what I'd struggle with. I'd yeah, miss for that. Sure. Yeah, I'm just so used to having a comfortable, cool night's sleep. Yeah. What about yourself? I think I'd miss the accessibility of occasional social entertainment. I'm sure he can go into town at sometimes, but let's say not even just like like going to yoga class whenever you want. Do, you know, something like do that. Do your own yoga on your own mountainside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's something about going to a class. And it's maybe the interaction. Somebody's, you know, bringing some oils into your, you know, for mm. you to smell up. Yeah. There's yeah, something that's interactive true. about it. It is very solitary. Um, an offshot of this is that he's he's built this following of people have offered their help as well. Mm. So he occasionally does get company at, at his homestead. Um, but let's just quickly want to talk about the format of these videos because when you watch them, you can't help but noticing it goes completely against the grain of everything that we kind of watch on our phone at the moment. It's long form. He does, you know, 30 minute videos with very few edits. It's just long shots. Occasionally addresses the camera. Um, he's mic'd himself up so that he can do, he can explain what he's doing, but he doesn't go over the top. It's like the anti-TikTok. Completely the anti-TikTok. Absolutely. You've summed yeah. it up perfectly there. And this was a deliberate decision for him. I think in order for people to, to really feel the vibe, to really be there, because that's what I'm reading in the comments often, like people have the feeling that they are here. It's sort of an escapism. It yeah. needs to be slow enough. Otherwise, you know, I see if I look at other edits and there's drone shots, like the drone shots, there's so much happening because there's camera movement and the landscape is usually just, I mean, there's so much to see. Yeah. So a drone shot needs to be a certain amount of time in order to immerse yourself in there, isn't it? So, yeah, I think I think that's why this long format really works. To say long format is an understatement. It is they are they are, do not expect a fast cut action sequence. You know, he does have drone shots, but it's of the autumn trees, and you almost see the leaves changing colour. Some of these shots are so long, but it really won me over. It's quite therapeutic. If you're having trouble sleeping, it would really relax you before you go to bed. Um, and what really wins me over is the sound of the videos. You know, we spend a lot of time in headphones, sonal, and the sound is is as beautiful as the videos look. Whether he's working on, you know, chopping some wood you get that really just only the sound of him chopping the wood in nature there's nothing else um he he thinks that you know 
there's a very crucial element to what makes the sound of his videos so successful. The secret of the good sound here is silence. It mm. really is. When I when I record anything in town or for example in Amsterdam, you got this like this hum, this yeah. noise in the yeah. background. It's not something you really hear or notice, but it's there. And it's just filling up the microphone. And that's why I mean it's the same as compared to studios, you know, the a studio needs to be quiet at first, but also it needs to be in a good sounding room. And you know, every time when I when I've been to Tana, I come up here and I step out of the car, you feel this openness of the silence, but you just hear every little thing, you know. It's so yeah, the silence is profound. So if you just walk through soft grass, it's something you normally wouldn't hear, but you do hear it here. Like here you have the silence and, and no noise. Um it works. It is a little surprising to me how much people seem to be resonating with these videos because we have, you know, even if I'm not on TikTok, we've all had our attention focus or attention spans shortened and yeah, changed. Our, what we watch tends to be short and choppy and yep. not silent, the um, opposite of silent. And not silent. We scroll past it if it isn't, in a way, you know. Yeah. Claire's been in touch. Love watching Martin's videos every week. So relaxing and interesting. Not sure I could live there long term. Maybe a few weeks for a holiday. So Claire is a big fan of watching those slow sweeping videos that Martin produces as well. For people that want to check this out, is he just Martin Dulard on on YouTube or does he have a different name? He is. No, no, that's his name. But it's a funny spelling. It's Martin, M-A-R-T-I-J-N, as in the the Dutch spelling. And then Dulard is D-O-O-L-A-A-R-D. So good luck with that one. But listen, you'll find him. <laughs> you'll find him. If you, if you type in Italian Alps homestead in YouTube, you'll definitely find him. Because um, as we'll find out, he's amassed quite a following. So he'll be right up there in the search um, engines. Um, I, I wanted to ask him a little bit about the homesteading and the renovating. Because some of the skills that he displays do not look like those of a graphic designer slash um, travel writer slash filmmaker. And he told me he's completely self-taught to a point. Um, he's uh, told me, obviously, as we know, there's an instructional video for literally everything and anything you can think of on YouTube, uh, which he's watched um, religiously until he's figured out how to do these skills. His brother's a carpenter, so he gets some advice from his brother with the carpentry side of things. Um, and also, his followers now get in touch to offer him advice and feedback. Even with the YouTube community, it's quite interesting that because the community has grown so much, the amount of people that watch the videos, there's actually a lot of builders watching as well. And, oh, they have, (laughs) first of all, as many opinions, but there's there's a lot of good contribution uh, as well. So I learned from that too. And just people emailing me with suggestions like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe, Maybe you can do it like that. So, I use the community, I think, to to teach myself and educate myself. That's a little bit annoying, isn't it? It's like you've gone through all this work to try to figure how to put in some flooring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got some know-it-all. You're not doing it. <laughs> I do this for a living. You're doing yeah. it all wrong. Uh, but no, and people now come and offer their help as well. Oh, he, that's nice. He's amassed 425,000 followers the last time I checked. Um, and when I started watching him a couple of months ago, it was 100,000. So it's grown really quickly. And that's something he wasn't expecting. Each video is 30 minutes long and it, it dives into one project that he's working on. And then there are some longer projects. So it's a real sort of, it's almost like a TV show 
show now. Um, and some people would give their right arm for that um, that growth in following. Uh, as you can expect, he's quite philosophical about it. Um, but there was a surprising upshot from the growth in his followers. I thought it would take a long time. Like everyone I've, I've followed, they've been just steadily building up an account. You know, mm. that's how it usually works with YouTube. Just good content, be consistent and... Over the years, you 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 can build a following, and um, I thought like I'll 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 do it like that too. I'm just going to start. I'll just make a format that works for myself. You know, I have to film myself. I have to communicate. I'll have to talk in the camera. So I thought if I want to do this for a long time, it needs to be very honest. You know, I need to. You know, it's not. I try. I try to stay very close to myself, so I thought that, that that's going to work. Otherwise, I'm not going to keep it up for myself. So, but I mean, it, it got successful pretty quick. I started with like a thousand subscribers. You know, my YouTube, my, my Instagram followers. Uh, they they um, uh, they connected, and then I think in this around the sixth video in the winter, it, it just peaked. I think I had like. But was it 400,000 views in one day suddenly wow. with almost no subscribers? And then it just, I mean, the algorithm pushed it. You know, I think that's, yeah. that's the beauty of YouTube, isn't it? Like back in the day when you needed to be a successful anything, you needed the marketing, you needed pluggers, you needed promoters, you needed a, a company basically that would help you. But now it's just, you need some good content. You post it, the, the algorithm, all technology, they just, see that people react to it positively you know people keep watching the videos they like the video they comment and then the algorithm picks it up and that's the beauty of it and then it just goes so it's growing very fast which is amazing you know so now this is my job <laughs> who would have thought first uh, yeah it's like i make a video in every day so now i can i can live from this first was the idea that i would work I would basically have my graphic design business going on alongside the renovation, but mm. now it's basically full time working on the videos and working on the house, and that's what uh, what's also funding the project. So it, yeah, it's it's really amazing that it can work out like that. So Martin's message is: if you've been dreaming about it forever, just get on with it. Just, just do it. Stop talking about it. Just yeah. do it. And go on. You can follow Martin Dulard and watch some of his YouTube videos. Let us know what you think. The Offscript Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please do go ahead and click subscribe. You can also check out our other podcasts, Time Capsule or The Big Interview. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. 